0: Good. Hello, hey. everyone. <laughs> Welcome to new <laughs> Crisis episode 134. I'm your host Ryan By. Joined this week by my literal brother from another mother, Justin Pickemans. Howdy do. I think Did i get heard like crack? a faint, a faint, maybe, but not Damn. not a full. Sorry with
1: me talking. Rabbit didn't go. No.
2: It was uh, like a Lacroix flavor amount of crack. You know, like. Yeah. There was a hint of crack there, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, this is just a lemon rattler. It's like a summer shandy. Ooh, so are. it's not too far off from that LaCroix
0: energy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um also joined by Josh still, not that big a nickname for him yet, Huffman. Hello. Hello. And uh Adam out sick this week. So our everyone's favorite guest host, Tyler Broad has returned. Hello, Tyler.
3: Hello, but everyone's
0: everyone's. <laughs> I mean, you...
3: we
2: didn't have a vote, because um, if we if we did, I don't. I, that's a that's a pretty bold statement. But
1: um... well, and to be fair, <laughs> um, everyone in this case would only exist to everyone that listens to our podcast, which is
0: not many people. Like all six people have voted. <laughs> Tyler was one of the six that voted, and he voted for himself. So
2: <laughs> I. I think this is election game. fraud. Tyler <laughs> voted multiple times. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> um, and he, he stole the vote, you know. Uh, My dead identity, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before before we get into it, Justin, I notice you have a little brace on your hand right now. I'm just picturing a motorcycle tipping on top of you. Is this what happened? So actually, it's
1: not, that's where it started. Okay. But, yeah saturday i went for a ride and uh, i went for like an hour-long ride went to iowa city to do an errand and then out some curvy roads and then came back around the other side into my town and i was like maybe actually this was nope second to last time i'd have to stop before i'd be home and when i was stopping i don't know i'd leaned or something weird and my weight sort of started going to the right, but I had my right foot on the brake, and I was like, I normally try to lean to the left, but it didn't. And since I leaned to the right, I, it took me longer to get my foot down. And like, I grabbed the handlebars and just the effort that it took for me to hold that thing up while like getting my leg strained it. (laughs) So you didn't actually fall. No, I saved oh, it, but at the expense of I probably won't be able to the ride for at least a week. But good yeah. chance to
0: so so Kinda like
2: when you wreck your longboard, but you manage to stay upright, but you like pull something in the process, <laughs> and you're like, I should have just hit the ground, really. <laughs> and like I, I would have been fine in like two days, uh, but now I'm like, you know, nursing some sort of like stray, you know. Uh, but then again, t- taping a bike, you know, it scratches the paint. and Yeah, uh, that
0: would be more expensive. Expensive, Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So Justin has the lamest injury in history, and hey, we're moving on.
1: <laughs> I'll take that, to be honest. <laughs> when you involve a motorcycle accident, it's probably the best case. <laughs> For, <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> For sure. For
0: right. sure. There you go. Uh, all right. Let's jump into it. Uh we have what is? Oh no! Did I froze again? Did I freeze again? I'm back. No, all we're right. we're good. Okay, you guys all froze. Uh, sorry, we got some thunderstorms going on where I'm at right now, and I think it's fucking shit up. But nice. Yeah, I can see your eyes moving, Josh. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> the the staticky
2: background of my
4: my filter didn't help either. Uh... well now he
0: is <laughs> all right yep, there it goes. <laughs> all right we're good we're okay we're back you uh, were froze
1: with like just this smile and at first i was like is he <laughs> fucking with us now but i noticed your light wasn't doing what josh's was talking about there you go <laughs> all
0: right uh let's kick off the episode with what will probably be the last episode or the last listener question from jacob we ever get uh Jacob just stopped showing up to work I work with him and he just stopped showing up so uh, I think this is probably the last one but uh Does anyone
2: know if he's okay? Jacob he are is, you okay? Yeah,
0: he is okay <laughs> uh, so um, but yeah he just I guess decided he didn't want to work there anymore so uh, well, and you can
1: still email in to
0: I suppose nerdendingcrisis at com. anyone
1: yes, else as can. well? Listener questions, hit us, please. Yeah.
2: Any of our six listeners and 36
4: tailors. Right.
1: I'm just going to start emailing them in from made-up email addresses.
0: There you go. That's fine. Go for it. (laughs) All right, so Jacob says, if Batman and Spider-Man switched villains, who would have the hardest time? Uh, I think this one's an obvious answer. Tradition normally dictates Adam would go first. Since Adam's not here, Tyler's going to take over. Tyler, who would have the hardest time if Batman and Spider-Man swapped villains?
3: Uh, I think the answer is very obvious that Batman would have the harder time. Uh, While he is the world's greatest detective, he's going to have to learn all that shit all over again. Meanwhile, Spider-Man, he has the old uh, spider sense to automatically warn him of danger, even if he doesn't understand what said danger probably is. So, Batman's fucked, as usual.
0: As usual. Interesting. Interesting take. All right. I'm interested to see where you guys go now. Justin? I also think Batman.
1: Okay. To Tyler's point, all of his... I mean, it depends on how much prep time he'd have. But and I didn't... I haven't read it nearly as many comics and whatnot as you guys but i was just thinking off the top mainly for movies but green goblin and carnage and or if he had to fight oh, yeah. venom I and venom yeah i don't think that he would stand a chance on some of that batman's just in uh unfortunate position if that would happen <laughs> okay all right all right okay
0: interesting Judge,
3: John- yeah. oh sorry go ahead Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say along those lines, Carnage was one I was thinking of that he wouldn't know what to do with. But then Electro would be another one. He'd be like, oh, that's neat. What the hell is that? And then he'd be dead.
0: (laughs) That's fair. He doesn't have a lot lot of tools. He's in a rubber suit, right? Yeah. It depends on the Batman. Yeah, right. Uh, As long as it's not the Batman suit that Ben Affleck wore in the Flash movie, which is by far the worst Batman suit ever on film hands down the worst even with Uh, the nipple batman oh yeah i will take like the the silver and black where he couldn't
2: move his uh his neck and uh, that it turned like this
0: yeah i'll take that over the affleck suit in the flash movie was terrible it was fucking terrible that movie kind of sucked too. it was really disappointing it's like the
1: lowest grossing marvel film or something
0: yeah it was dc but anyways it was not very good uh, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it, but uh, okay, Josh, what is your answer?
2: Uh, I'm gonna hedge here. So, Batman for sure. For a while, and then later, it would maybe be even. Uh, okay, because Batman has the ability. Uh, he has kind of like the the Superman gene that as soon as there's a stronger thing, then he just invents something out of nowhere to, to win, you know? Uh, he can just money his way out of anything. Um, and I would say that Spider-Man is pretty consistent. Like, Spider-Man is just super amazing initially, but he doesn't get any like stronger or weaker typically in the comics. Uh, so he would have you know, like if you think of batman's villains he would i mean stack up better than than batman in most of them like he has super strength so he could fight bane uh he uh killer croc i mean there are like 90 spider-man villains that are
0: essentially killer croc The lizard, <laughs> yeah uh and also, ba- bane is basically rhino can we say that i mean yeah
2: yeah, yeah i mean there are Nothing is, like, actually creative in comics uh, at some point. But, uh, so, and depending on the Spider-Man we're talking about, he might have, like, super intelligence. He might just be nerdy, de- depending on what we're talking about. But, uh, like, the Riddler, Batman solves those riddles immediately. Like, mm. he's got them solved before, like, they're... the you know, Gordon's halfway done with them. Uh reading it,
0: just reading it. Just reading it. Yeah. So yeah. like
2: <laughs> Spider-Man would be fine. Um So yeah, I feel like Batman could bring that back. He he would just make some sort of symbiote uh reactive m- money juice and uh <laughs> and just, you know, like figure it out, but you know, like if it just happened instantaneous, like flashpoint, everything changes all at once. Then I feel like he would obviously be, you know, weaker than Spider-Man. But I, I feel like he could bring it back. He could bring it That's back. That's what
1: I'm saying. If Batman has prep time, yeah, then yeah, then it's different. But the way I read it as the flashpoint idea, I think.
0: Yeah, I did too. Yep.
2: Yeah, instantaneous, like... He he is unaware of why everything has swapped, <laughs> just that they have.
0: Uh, right. Okay, so I, as a whole, if you take the entire, all the villains, Batman's going to have a tougher time. However, I will say, the Joker would just mentally fuck Peter Parker. Like... I feel like at some point Spider-Man would be curled up in the fetal position, just rocking back and forth, crying up against the Joker. I think that's the one caveat you have to go into. Like, like Peter, if you Peter Parker, Miles Morales, whoever, Spider-Gwen, whoever you take has never gone up against something as fucked up as the Joker ever. And I think, like, you can make a case for Norman Osborn, maybe. I don't know. I still don't. I don't think it's anywhere near the Joker.
3: That's what I was going to say, is Norman Osborn has done some pretty heinous things.
0: But I don't think it's anywhere close to the Joker. And I feel like that's the one area where, obviously, if it was like a hand-to-hand fight, Spider-Man would kick the shit out of him, obviously. The kicker
1: with the Joker, though, is that if it's Flashpoint, then Spider-Man... And the Joker don't know each other at all. And Spider-Man doesn't know anyone there, so he's going at it completely. The villains
3: have prep time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
3: Joker wouldn't have prep time either.
1: Right. That's fair. Because
2: to Justin's point, you know, like, the reason why I feel like the Joker is so crippling to Batman is he has had his entire life to be fixated on him. Right. And... Like, if we're talking, you know, like, death in the family, you know, beating Robin to death with a, you know, lead pipe, essentially. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers to a comic book from, like, 98. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where they literally mailed people asking them to send in submissions for who if he should die or not. Uh, but, That's awesome. I digress. Uh, <laughs> like... The Joker wouldn't know. I mean, Spider-Man's identity is, in most canon, pretty secret. Until Civil War, yeah. Until Civil War. Uh, so, like... And then, uh, obviously, some other Spider-Mans, you know, like Miles Morales or something like that might yeah. might be different. But, so, yeah, would, would the villains... Because, really, the only person who, in Flashpoint... The only person who knows the universe changed is the Flash.
0: The Flash, right.
2: All of the villains, all the bad guys, all the good guys, that's just how life has always existed, as far as I know. So Yeah, that's a that's a tough one.
3: I was thinking it could be a, a great crossover to see Robin get beaten to death in comics again in the Marvel universe. <laughs> uh
0: just like <laughs> Craven the hunter, just beating the shit out of him till sure. he's dead. Yep. <laughs> I'm all right with that. Uh I like it. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so interesting. Interesting take there. I feel like that question could have used a little bit more context, but uh we'll never like... get it. Jacob will
2: never yeah, will never reply with so. more context, so
0: um so I think uh it was nice I mean... to be able to just kinda of interpret it though.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that was Fun. That was a good combo. Yeah, that was a good one. I liked it.
0: Uh well I'm we have, might have to push that to Adam because I'm curious what Adam wants to say on that one too, being the massive Joker fan he is. So
2: Well he's also massively anti Batman. Oh yeah, huge. So yeah. like I feel like you could you could be like, okay, who would win Batman or uh literally anyone? And I yeah. think I know what the answer would be. Um so.
0: <laughs> Batman or Booster
2: Gold. I mean, Booster Gold would always win. Booster Gold is the best.
0: Booster Gold's Uh, the fucking worst.
2: uh,
0: I can't believe we're going to get a Booster Gold movie. I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
2: I mean, it's a DC movie, so I'm not actually excited because they're fucking garbage. But I love Booster Gold.
0: Uh, Uh, We'll see if uh, James Gunn can turn the DC around, but...
3: It's a dramatic pause, that's all it is.
4: <laughs> He's building tension. Uh, that's a long
1: one. Uh, we might want to just skip ahead. So what are we playing now, Josh?
2: I haven't played shit. Um, I legitimately have not played a video game in, I don't know, two months. Jesus. Two? Yeah, two months, I don't know. I think uh, I
3: might know the last one you played if you played it on my machine.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, D four for like, I don't know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes, I don't know, uh,
3: an hour. Maybe Welcome not. back.
1: We shifted to what are we playing?
0: Perfect. My Discord just decided to close itself, so but I'm back. It was done with that conversation. It's a big deal. Yeah, bad so.
2: Bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I haven't played. I haven't really played shit. Um, because uh, I like. Gloomhaven got canceled. Kingdom Death got cancelled, so I'm not even playing like those board games, really. We of course played Townsfolk Tussle. Um Another W. Both. Uh another W. And uh Tyler and I also play Townsfolk Tussle. Uh, so Another W. Another W. So uh I've been been playing some, some tabletop games. Trying to think of what else I've played tabletop-wise. Um,
1: we almost Tyler, played you, Guild Ball.
2: We almost played Guild Ball. I got everything out for it, and then proceeded to, to not actually remember any of the rules, uh, which is challenging. Um, but uh,
1: is it only one v one, or can you do one?
2: You can do more, but the rules are really there's variant rules I think that people have made to do more but it's really meant to be a 1v1 thing sure um
0: but uh but yeah haven't played shit haven't done shit we haven't recorded in like three weeks and you got nothing
2: <laughs> uh which I think is pretty on yeah. par for our, me
0: our game of the year episode is going to be really interesting <laughs> We'll see how that I, goes. Genshin.
2: So, I don't I don't mean to jump the gun to our main topic. We'll cover that, but yeah. just be aware. <laughs> uh, I'll have a lot to add. <laughs> so, uh I mean, I haven't I haven't played Genshin in I don't know, 4 months. Jesus. Um, yeah. So, we'll probably,
0: we'll probably have to yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes.
2: I legitimately have been working, working out, and crafting. That's like my entire life. There you um go. Not completing any crafts, obviously. But uh, starting projects, uh, that's about it. So, nice. Yep, so that's my life right now.
0: Uh, all right, Tyler, what about you?
3: Uh, so I've been playing Diablo 4. Uh, it is everything I wanted it to be. What level are uh, you? i have got three characters at like 30 and 40. The uh, necromancer, barbarian, and sorcerer. And druid, actually. Did you at least get the
1: horse unlocked?
3: No. Of course not.
1: You haven't even finished that? No. I haven't either. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) If you're around tomorrow after work, I can help you.
3: I'm I'm enjoying it as, as is. I know I'll get there. I just haven't been hammering down as hard as I could.
1: Well, but, if you guys ever want to get higher level quicker, I am now eighty one.
0: Oh Whoa.
3: damn,
4: there
0: you go.
3: <laughs> so there's there's that and then um I've been playing Jedi Survivor um less frequently because Ryan's a dick. <laughs> um and weirdly I got the urge to play ARC recently, so I've been playing some ARK again.
4: Punching and, trees.
3: Uh, um and then uh, I picked up uh, Stardew Valley. That's been pretty oh, nice. fun. Very nice, nice change of pace. Yeah. Yes. Uh, chill.
2: Pretty pretty chill in comparison to the the other things you mentioned.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all great though. Very I uh, no nice. n- no regrets about paying full price for Diablo or Jedi Survivor.
0: Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! All right, very cool, Justin. Yeah, D
1: four, obviously. Um I did all of, like I have all the Renown done, I have pretty much the map stuff is done. I'm on like comfortably doing Tier 23 Nightmare Dungeons in World Tier 4. I got the Ghost Mount, which was, uh, you have to get it from a drop. So a lot of that, uh, six days in Palooza pops adam and i bought
0: that yeah how is that
1: uh so the good is uh if you like hard games it's very very fucking hard uh you also have to play with other people like it whenever it does come out on console just know you will never play a solo game it's just not possible yeah it's just not designed for it There are parts where you'll get swarmed without your fire team going with you, and like every person on the squad has a different role, so they get different weapons. And so it's a pretty realistic tactical shooter. But one of the best parts about it is the maps are procedurally generated, so you may get Ryan's frozen. His name? Oop, there he is. You may get different um, like maps or objectives, but like even if you die and you hit restart. The same objective new map layout so the city is constantly changing and where the enemies are so it's like you truly do have no idea where they are but as of now only the like skirmish mode or whatever's out there's other game modes that are blurred out on the main screen So is so. it
0: is it early access yeah okay I, was gonna say, I love how like pre-release to that game it was just like a media shit storm Well, I think that's why
1: they didn't announce anything. Yeah,
0: it it just quietly released and nobody's talking about it. Like, it's crazy. I guess it hasn't fully released, but...
1: What were you saying, Tyler?
3: Oh, I was asking if it was a first-person shooter. I've heard of it, but... Yeah. yeah, That's kind of dope to have a procedurally generated first-person shooter map. Yeah, that's a cool idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... Pretty much everything that you assume those soldiers went through back then. It's nuts.
0: I mean it wasn't that long ago really.
1: Yeah, what, 2013 or yeah, something 2000, like that. Yeah. Or... yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, nuts. Um and then finally call to arms, which late bought for me. Thank you, Laif, if you're listening. Um that is like Company of Heroes. But there's the main game is Modern Day and then there is another pack you can get that's World War 2. Um, but they with the Modern Day one you can take control of any unit or vehicle by hitting E and then you're in first person. So like you can be moving your heroes like or your soldiers like in company of heroes but then when you're in a specific battle you can then drop into a unit and like actual FPS it which cool. really makes winning over a fight easier. Like it's just a cool feature. And they've got other game modes like there's a hero mode where you're everyone is only one soldier and you're in first person. You have to do objective. So it's a pretty cool game, especially for being on sale for like four bucks. Right. But yeah, I think that's all I've played.
4: Nice. Uh
0: so I'm playing Diablo four, obviously loving it very much having a good time uh leif and i are playing we kind of made a pact where we're gonna play once a week every wednesday night so we're just kind of mainlining the story right now to get to the mount and then i have some solo characters i've been playing too and then i have a hardcore character i started with leif and jeremy so i've played a lot but i'm yeah we did we did a hardcore so i know so uh and it almost ended badly because we were With in your a random... internet.
1: I'm shocked you would risk a hardcore. But what's that?
0: On. With your internet,
1: I'm shocked you would risk oh, right. a hardcore it, character. You
0: know, it's just my PC. Like my, I'd never have connection issues on my Xbox, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. But uh, um, it almost ended terribly because at like level twelve or thirteen, we were in a random dungeon and the butcher showed up, and uh, I mean, I had like a sliver of health left like i barely made it. So uh that was that was pretty scary, but uh otherwise oh. i'm having we're having a really good time with it. Love it. Diablo yeah, 4 is awesome. Um but the game i've been playing the most uh is Final Fantasy 16. And it is my pick of the week. It is fucking outstanding. It is so goddamn good. Uh for sure the best Final Fantasy game since nine. And as long as it ends pretty nicely, I probably like it even better than nine. Um Is it better than six? Probably not. Is it better than seven? Probably not. But I'd say it it could very well be my third favorite Final Fantasy game ever. Um It is so fucking good. Like I can't even and look, some people there's a lot of people piss off about it because it is It is and isn't Final Fantasy at the same time. Like, the RPG elements, super dumbed down. Like, hardly anything to it. Um, no skill trees. Like, your equipment, you can have a weapon, gauntlets, a buckler, and three accessories. That's it. That's the only, and it's just for the main character, Clive. That's the only person you can do it with. So, the RPG elements are way dumbed down. Um, it's it's more so an action game than an RPG. Uh but the the combat is outstanding. The story is outstanding and let me tell you something boys. So the summons are called icons in this game. E I K O N. And uh the icon fights when you turn into your icon and fight another icon. Holy shit. Just like adrenaline-pumping, cinematic fucking awesomeness. It is so fucking cool. Uh, and I have to say, each Icon battle... Cause I, okay, so I'm 33 hours into the game. I'm approaching the end of the game, and I'm working on 100%ing of it. So uh, there's been... If you don't count the prologues, that didn't really count. There's been one, two, three, four. Only four Icon battles in... 33 hours of gameplay. And that's because they went all in on these. And each Icon battle is like the next movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Like, they just keep getting more and more ridiculous in the best way possible. Uh, In fact, the last one I just did... I don't know if that's a spoiler. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you fight in space. So, it gets fucking ridiculous. (laughs) But... Oh my god, it's good! It's so fucking good. Uh, like it makes me want somebody to make a Godzilla game really bad because that it's just so fun. It's such a blast. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's really, really good. Um, it's de- I just watched I don't, one, an icon, an icon battle fight. Yeah, dude, wild! It's just fucking wild. I don't. Well, I guess you can't say which one because that would be a spoiler. But, um. Like, they're nuts, dude. They're so much fun to play, and it's just like crazy action cinematic. Like, oh my god, it's fucking awesome! So, I love uh, it. you're so excited! It so is so good. It is so good. Like, I had very low expectations going into this because ever since nine, Final Fantasy has just been on a downward slope. Every yeah. game worse than the last one, easily
2: minus maybe the online one.
0: I wish I never but... played, yeah, but um. Can you summon
3: a better name than
0: Clive? I don't. I don't mind Clive actually. Um, but yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, because ten was okay. Uh, Eleven, I, I didn't play. That. Twelve was a little worse. Uh, thir- Thirteen was definitely pretty bad. Uh, Fifteen was good for the first half, and then it got weird in the second half, which Final Fantasy games have a tendency to do. I'm looking at you, Final Fantasy VIII. But uh. I don't know, it's just, it's very good, it's very, very, very good, um, and like I said, I'm gonna, I'm 89% completion on the game right now, so I'm definitely gonna have it 100%ed by the time I roll credits, which I'm looking forward to, um, but yeah, super fun, super, super fun, uh, you kind of, I will say in the beginning, the combat's pretty basic, um, and I was like, oh, is this all it is, but, as the game continues, you get more and more powers, which I can't say anything besides X that, that'll be a spoiler. But you can kind of flip through the different ones, and then uh, you have special moves depending on which one you have chosen. Oh, dude, it's cool. It's fucking cool, dude. It's really fun. Um, and, like, the stories, like, especially in the beginning, it's, like, straight-up Game of Thrones. Um, like, it's super adult-oriented, definitely the most adult-oriented Final Fantasy game. Like Lots of blood and murder and sex. There's sex in a Final Fantasy game, which I never thought I was going to see. Um, which is which kind of threw me for a loop for a second. The weird thing is it's
2: with the chocobos. Yeah, right.
0: I mean, uh... <laughs> hey, this is not Baldur's Gate three, which we'll get to that later too. But, um, uh, but yeah, dude, super super good. Uh, it's kind of sad it's only on PS five right now. I know there's still a lot of people who can't get a PS five, but. It's coming to PC at some point. It's probably going to come to Xbox at some point. Um, But PlayStation paid Square Enix for exclusivity for the time being. So you got to deal with it. But uh, very, very good. So, uh, and that's it. That's all I've been playing. So we want to do.
4: Let's do it. Spiracy now. Yeah. Yeah. That way Marissa doesn't have to wait. Hello 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 No Hello Hello. There now we can hear you. (laughs) Okay. Why do conspiracists claim the clay figurine discovered in Nampa, Idaho
1: proved the scientific description of human history is inaccurate? A. It is made from titanium alloy. B. It shows a person holding a cell phone. C. It is 2 million
3: years old. D. It is clearly wearing a spacesuit with an oxygen tank.
0: Whoa. Uh, That's a tough one. I have a guess. Going with D. Same. Delta.
1: You guys, okay. Well, interesting. I was going to do D, but now I'm thinking I'll switch it up for the sake of it.
0: Uh I'll do B. You're going cell phone? Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go well two million years old doesn't really make uh I'm gonna go I'll just go A. Fuck it. Titanium alloy. You
3: guys are all wrong. It's C.
0: Is it really? <laughs> it is
3: two million years old. God damn it. Uh, nice. God. We're really good. Thanks. Thank you.
4: <laughs> God damn uh, it.
0: Well we uh, suck. Yeah, that was bad. That was pretty rough. (laughs) But, all right then. Um, Okay, let's get to our main topic. Uh, Okay, so, uh, this has been going on Twitter for the last few weeks, so I figured I'd bring it to you guys and see what y'all think. Um, So, basically, the question I want to pose is, is this the best year of gaming ever? Um, I mean, just with... And this is kind of a hard question for some of y'all who don't play a lot of games, Josh. But um, <laughs> as someone who's played, who plays basically every game that releases, uh, we've already had Hogwarts Legacy. We've already had Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Final Fantasy sixteen, Diablo 4, Resident Evil 4 Remake. I mean, we've already had some crazy good fucking games come out this year. Uh, still on the docket, we have Baldur's Gate 3 coming. We have Spider Man 2. We have Alan Wake 2. We have Lies of P. Hopefully Nightingale. Cautiously. Calling Nightingale. Bones. What's that? Dude, <laughs> she's calling bounces next year, bitch. it's going to be terrible. Hopefully, uh, vampires. Yeah. Uh, and then cautiously optimistic. We also have Starfield coming this year. We'll see. I'm not sold, but it's coming this year. So. So yeah, that's my question. Do you guys feel this is the best year of gaming ever? And if not, do you have a year in your past that you just remember being like the epitome of gaming where you're like, God damn, this was a good year for video games? So uh our person who doesn't hasn't played any games this year, we'll start with Josh.
2: No, I have not played a single game that came out this year. So uh you played Sons other of the Forest. than Sons of the Forest, yeah, that's true. Uh, and i played 1 hour of diablo 4 uh so 1 hour 1 hour of it so i will jump directly to the like time and gaming uh and i bring you back to the age of 2004 world of warcraft half-life 2 halo 2 grand theft auto san andreas uh metal gear solid 3 snake eater um Unreal Tournament 2004, obviously. Doom 3. Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, which is a fucking amazing game if you have not played it for the GameCube. Uh, Fable came out that. uh, Metroid Prime 2. Tony Hawk's Underground. Uh, That's all the ones I had written down, but I think, like, KOTOR 2 came out that year. Uh, There's just so so many games that uh that came out in 2004 that are incredibly good. Katamari Damacy, I forgot about that one. Uh, uh so I you know not all of those were my game. I never really enjoyed the Halo series personally, but like that obviously is a very huge game for gaming history. So uh I, similar to, like, popular music and books and movies, I think the best years in gaming are going to be decided by how do we remember this year, 5, 10, 15 years in the future. And uh, the fact that I can scroll through this list of games that came out in 2004, and I'm like, banger, banger, banger. Like... Uh, it definitely holds up over time, and sure, there's a bunch of games on here, like namely all of the sports games, don't give a shit about. Uh, but uh, uh, I wonder, you know, even the games that you listed for the ones that have come out this year that have been incredibly good, how many of them will kind of retain? uh kind of that popularity one of the hard parts that i have with thinking of games nowadays is there is so many games coming out that like the statistical likelihood that some of them are going to be good is just so high but then when i think of like all of the games that were total dog shit that also came out uh then that makes it a little tough right one thing that's kind of nice about uh when I look back to the nineties the and early two thousands, uh even back to like the eighties, the uh, there wasn't a ton of games and so when a good chunk of them were good, it was like sixty percent of the games that year were just yep. like fucking amazing. Um uh, granted they were fucking amazing 'cause you know, the, the quality of games was maybe quite a bit lower. But uh um I think we will have to see, you know, one, five, ten years out whether this year even stands out as a blip. Uh, but I think it just seems probably really good, especially because so many things got delayed over COVID and things like that. That it probably has been the best year in gaming for a while. But I don't know
3: in history.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't know that I can get behind that. But right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Tyler, what about you?
3: So this question is a little more difficult for me because I don't conceptualize years with games. Um, I kind of find a chunk of bitching games and play the hell out of them for a while, and then get you know a few months down the road and get something different. Uh, what I will say is significant to me about this year is the amount of returning franchises with quality ass. Um, you know, releases has been higher than normal, in my opinion. Um, Very true. Obviously, Diablo, yeah, but even even shit like Destiny. You know, I'm still playing Destiny. It's an ancient ass game by this point, but they've put the work into it and sucked the money out of it. Um, but no, I uh, I, I couldn't tell you what game released in a certain year. Even of my favorites, couldn't tell you uh doesn't doesn't compute, so um, yeah, I don't have a a wonderful answer for this, but it's been a good year
0: hell yeah, very cool um justin,
1: I also can't tell you if it's gonna be the best year. One of my thoughts on that though is like I think the other two sort of mentioned it, but there's nothing that that is going on now that is all that like breathtakingly new so it it doesn't i don't know if it's just i'm getting older and don't have as much time or what but like nothing is as shocking so for me like 97 goldeneye Star Fox 64 mario kart 64 turok uh tekken 3 which had huarang for the first time Yoshi's Story, which was an absolute blast, Gran Turismo, Total Annihilation, RTS on PC, the first Fallout, and Final Fantasy VII. But a lot of those games, like, switched up options for people, I feel like, and I don't know, 97. We've played so much of those games. Oh, yeah. Granted, we had a fuck ton more free
0: time, but... Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have real-life problems.
1: But I gotta say, two thousand and one was close. I won't list them all. But that had just from a start Halo and GTA three. Which was just genre game defining changing. games. Yeah. yeah. Uh I will say RuneScape and Boulders Gate, Dark Alliance also came out in two thousand one. But remember playing Dark Alliance? That's when we would take camping.
0: <laughs> Dude, that would still that and that game still holds up to this day. Like they re released it. Uh, and I downloaded it, I'm like, holy fuck, this still holds up. Like, that's a very good game. Damn good. I um, just looked up
2: 1997, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is one of the best games of all time, of any genre, and Diddy fucking Kong Racing. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: dude. <laughs> that was, was so fucking good. That was uh, fun,
1: because you could do the boat ship, or boat, plane, or car, right? Yeah. Yep. yep.
0: They had,
2: like, different paths
0: that would the, all, like, converge. Not about boat hovercraft, the little yeah. hovercraft thing. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, Josh brought up the point I was going to make, which my gut reaction when I first started thinking about this was, yeah, it is. Because, like, when I think about how I'm going to compile my game of the year list at the end of the year, considering what I've already played halfway through the year, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do this? Like, I don't know, maybe there's a chance I'm going to hate Spider-Man 2. Strongly doubt it. I'm sure I'm going to love that game. Uh, Maybe Alan Wake 2 sucks. Strongly doubt it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to fucking love that game. Starfield's still a big question mark. Also, uh, I just want to throw it out here because I didn't bring it up earlier. Tears of the Kingdom is not my style, but I think you need to add that into the list of amazing games that have come out this year. It's not for me personally, but... um, I I will say...
1: I wasn't going to play Starfield till I saw it's going to be on Game Pass. Yeah. And I was like, well, well why the fuck not? But yeah, try I wasn't going to Absolutely. buy it, but yeah.
0: Right. Um, so I think, like, when I think about I've already played Hogwarts Legacy, awesome. Uh, Final Fantasy sixteen, awesome. Resident Evil 4 Remake, awesome. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, awesome. Like, how am I going to come up with just five games at the end of this year? Resident that... Evil
1: Remake shouldn't be able to be on it.
0: I disagree with that,'t's
2: right I think it should be allowed to be on the list. you're just wrong <laughs>
0: you can You can make but, the
2: list however you want. but when I'm but... thinking
0: about it, like that's probably not even going to make my top five, and I fucking love that game, like when I think about everything else going on this year, so my gut reaction was, "Fuck, yeah, this is probably the best year of gaming ever, but Josh brings up a really good point. How are you going to look at this five years down the road? Right. So when I think about last year, just going to last year, like out of all the great games I've played this year, I would still put both Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok above anything I've played this year easily. Like, God of War Ragnarok might be my favorite game of all time. Elden Ring changed the open world, in my opinion. Like, completely redefined what it means to have an open world game. It was outstanding. So. I don't think my answer is yes anymore. Uh, Like I said, gut reaction, I think it's easy to be like, holy shit, yeah, there's a lot of amazing games coming out this year. But, and then, like, I think back a couple years, Ghost of Tsushima, would I rank anything I've played this year over Ghost of Tsushima? I don't know if I would. Uh, That was a fantastic game. That game was fucking incredible. I don't know if I would. Now, two years ago, when my favorite game, my game of the year was Psychonauts 2, that was a rough year of gaming. So I would have to say... This, this, but that was COVID year, so I'd have to say this probably tops that. Um, but I don't know. At I also like the point Tyler made of just he doesn't look at it as, in terms of years. I think it's good to say we've had a really good run these last few months or whatever. Uh, let's hope this continues into 2024. Let's hope this just keeps going, but I think there's a lot of good shit still coming. Hopefully Starfield is everything they're promising it's going to be. It's Todd Howard, so I'm not going to bank on that. But um, also, I I guess I'll include Assassin's Creed Mirage, if that's your thing, is coming out this year. Apparently they're going back to its roots and it might be okay. I still don't think I'm going to play it, but um, we'll just see what happens. But then I started thinking about, like, man, I miss LAN parties. Like, those were... Just fucking, like, getting together and playing Halo 2 and Halo 3 with everybody, like, in my coworker's basement, we just, like, everybody brought their 300-pound tube TVs over, and we just hooked it all together in his basement, and it was a fucking good time. It was a God, good time. God, it was fun. I got it to take along so to fun. some of those. Hell yeah. Like, God, it was fun.
1: We even had, had like... four of them hooked up in our house with the We did. C- cables running through all the floors. Right. Luckily, dad was a nerd enough to have the switch and everything for us.
0: Right. Right. um But yeah, and those are like experiences you don't get anymore. Like I know you guys have land parties every once in a while, but even then, I feel like it's still not the same as what it is because we your...
1: played the original Halo.
0: <laughs> but like uh, listen, when it was your only option, right? Yeah, I feel like it's different now. And... But. Ju- One thing
2: I will say about the the land parties, although some of us are more d gens than others, like, we tend to go home at the end of the night. Like, (laughs) there's not this, like, we're just, like, we have taken over some poor dude's house for the entire weekend, (laughs) and like nobody's gonna shower we're just yeah. gonna play fucking starcraft until our eyes bleed you know we're like, order
0: so many pizzas yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so
2: one thing that i think is really important i to acknowledge is no offense to uh me all offense to you guys but we're old as fuck right yeah, right so like we look back at these like nostalgic age of gaming, like late '90s, early 2000s, and we're like, these games are fucking amazing. They like built my childhood. Land parties without these games are just like unexisten.t But if I'm a, you know, Gen Zer, and I was born in like 2015. I don't know what half this shit is. Yeah. Like none of this matters, right? right. Um, and
0: Where's Fortnite? Uh well
2: I don't blame I don't blame them. Right. Like, right. like
1: Well that's like Atari. How, I've put how many... a stupid amount of time playing my Atari back in the day. Yeah. It was the only console I had at my mom's for years. Right. And that's what I would play. And so okay. like now I actually still have it, but I can't imagine playing it for longer than getting a joke yeah Yeah.
2: and so like if you think about it you know like the best year for gaming is going to be when arcade machines hit stores you know it's going to be when pong for the atari came out so that it could enter like households but we're talking about longevity and we're talking about like more the memory of gaming, like how much nostalgia are we generating this year that will last us for the next decade?
1: Oh uh, my god, you guys, 97, the year I picked. Also when Time Crisis 2 came out. Fuck Ooh, yeah. That's a good game. Fuck
0: yeah. That's, a good, that's a good game. Uh
2: so I think it's really important also to acknowledge that like we are we we have an, opinions based on the fact that we are old as fuck and that there are plenty of people who would say that this year is the pivotal game like the year in gaming because it is for them and for everyone that they know because this is the point at which they're in high school they don't have to work for a living and they're just like you know they're not lugging tube tvs across town like we used to but they're playing over you know online or playing on discord or xbox live or whatever uh you know playing games with their friends and like this is the time where they have zero responsibility and have infinite amount of free time essentially and so they're generating so many memories that they will look fondly on years later when they don't have time and they end up working and paying the bills you know uh so it's it's i think important to acknowledge that um because it's really hard really 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 hard to compare years uh just because i mean
1: it's subjective
2: yeah it's it's wildly subjective uh we have gotten older as as people you know i play Wildly less video games than I did when I was a child. Wildly, so of course, '97 is always going to look more dope than this year because I haven't played anything,
4: right? Right. Uh. So, uh,
1: but if you could take a kid and give them like a month, every month they get a new year to blast or whatever. Yeah. Like I feel like there are definitely genre and. Just, like, what you thought video games could be defining moments. Right.
2: That's why I bought uh, my nieces, like, the, the, like, retro NES and, like, Super oh, Nintendo yeah. that Nintendo released. Yeah. like, those were such pivotal points in my childhood that I wanted them... Yep. To,
0: to live through
2: that as well, right? If I didn't you're want them sit
0: to sit down and you're going to fucking play Chrono Trigger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh you know like cuz I think it's, you know, they have like a they have like an old Wii now which has some amazing games, but I wanted them to grow up with like Mario, you know? Right. I think I cuz I want them to have a very similar experience that I did. Um and so they might look back and say like, "Oh, you know, it was a pivotal year." Uh 2019 when I got the NES and played right. Mario and Duck Hunt. Uh,
3: so.
1: so, what I mean, you're saying? Go ahead, Tyler.
3: So what you're saying is you want these poor innocent children to grow up to be just like you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would love if they ended up perfect in all human ways, like I am. But uh you know, I don't. I don't know that that's statistically likely, right? Um, right. Let's perfection comes at a cost, and the cost <laughs> is everyone I know around me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh,
4: uh,
1: just what were we gonna say? Uh, I don't remember after that. No. <laughs> uh, uh, um, I was gonna mention the like when the games came out, like Duck Hunt with the gun and sixty four with that bazooka. Yeah. And then the Wii with having the first like successful controller that's really motion controlled yeah Yeah, to the psvr i mean i guess other vrs came out first but the psvr was the first to get it on console and be good right i don't know those are just like i don't yeah moments that kids nowadays will never because they're jumping in so late in the game right so i
3: I remember when the rumble pack was dope as fuck
0: yeah oh fuck yeah dude Hell they yeah! Do. You you weren't cool unless you had it, and you got it just for Star Fox sixty four. That was the reason. That was the selling point.
1: Yep. But that's why I also slightly off. But I feel like our generation is debatably the one that goes through the most technological changes. Oh yeah. Out mm. of any generation.
0: Right.
2: I think that's why there's so much like nineties nostalgia across the board. Yeah. Is because if you also think about it like cell phones really kind of came out around the same time like we all kind of remember back to our childhoods when we had landlines and you know like there was no facebook there was no like all this this bullshit and it was to, talk to your
1: friends their mom answers invites you over for dinner <laughs> right
4: right
2: yeah i mean i still have my friends phone numbers memorized from like fourth grade you know like <laughs> they wow.
1: haven't
2: had that phone number in ages but like it's still in there because you know you just kind of needed that
0: shit um i didn't know i luck. still you I remember didn't know, our phone number
1: i didn't know i did until i just started saying you, it
0: <laughs> you know who i remember four uh four three seven six three three zero that's Laps. I don't remember my own, but I remember LAPES.
2: Some random person is getting just spam called every right. day by uh, six people.
1: By six right. people.
2: Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's so interesting when you look back at like how much nostalgia plays into that. That we had such a pivotal change in both technology, oh, the yeah. economy, like. Uh, you know, if if depending on how young or how old you are, like things like how the world changed after nine to nine eleven factors into like how you grew as a person, and so like there is a definitive like nineties nostalgia in my brain, and it's not necessarily that the nineties were great, because there was a lot of shitty things about the nineties.
1: Cruise mm-hmm. but... control came out in the nineties
2: okay that's pretty, thanks that's pretty dope also like obscenely yeah. high crime rates uh yeah. <laughs> so like that's that's not great but uh
1: so it's uh, i bet the key fob came out in the 90s
0: uh, is maybe. that because you just googled
1: it no, no. I'm, I'm just guessing i don't you know, know i long
2: like. for a time when i could just hang out and have a beeper you know yeah. <laughs> we we went right past that stage for me right. I, was, I was too young What um, that
0: uh, also, to your point, like I feel like there's a lot of stuff we got to experience that Gen Z or whatever the fuck you want to call it never will. Like, do yeah. you guys remember the jump from like PS One to PS Two? Like, mm. holy shit! Yeah. We'll never experience that again. Like,
1: that's what I mean. I, I think going into VR, like when you get to the point where VR is more seamless, wireless. Like, or to the point where you don't even actually move, but your whole body is doing what your brain is telling it to do. Like, those kind of things. I'm sure it'll come, but those are yeah. the kind of things that right. are going to be the next in the genre defining. Whereas we were amazed right. by going from eight to 16 bit.
0: Right. Right.
2: Yeah. And Can't wait our... for like the dot hack sign, you know, like you are literally putting your brain inside right. of a video game. I mean that that series didn't end super happy, so I don't know about that, but uh the actual gameplay wise.
1: Ahead, what are you going to say, Tyler?
3: Uh I was just thinking like a- an experience that uh you know no other generation is going to get. Um talk shit about wow if you won, but that first expansion for the Burning Crusade and stepping through the portal and even like the days before with hundreds of people just gathered up outside of you like oh something fucking awesome's gonna happen and then it did and it was great and then nowadays we get a new wow expansion it's like ah, i don't fucking care anymore
1: yeah <laughs> yep for sure wow is absolutely game-changing oh yeah huge uh but i mean then- so was everquest
0: runescape even See, EverQuest was too fucking boring for me. It was just too boring. I know you got into it hard, but I just couldn't. Yeah, well, i have feel been like, a huge Wo-
1: MMO person?
0: Yeah, but I feel like WoW was the most accessible MMO, in my opinion. Like, yeah. even for people like me who don't really like MMOs, I played the fuck out of WoW for a while, you know? Well, so, and they made
1: the graphics better than they necessarily could have or should have been by going with yeah. that like that anime or the cartoon style. Like mm-hmm. it just made it different and look good when they weren't trying to imitate D and D to an extent. Right. right.
0: Um, and then the last thing I'm going to bring up and then we'll move on. Cause we've been talking about this for a while and I don't want to go super late, but uh, uh, my, another thing that the, this generation will never get one of my favorite memories ever from gaming is when me and all of my friends in high school skip school the next day Because the night before, we drove 45 minutes to the nearest GameStop to get Halo 2 at a midnight release. drove back to Austin, played all night, skipped school the next day, played all day. Like, I fucking had the time of my life. And we're not going to experience it. People won't experience that anymore. Like, I'm sure some people still go to midnight releases. I don't know why. But I'm sure that there still are some people out there who will do it. Probably
1: just individual groups of friends. Yeah,
0: right, right. That are our age. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. But, goddamn, midnight releases were a good time, dude. They were a good time. So, but uh, that's over. Yeah, I learned to never take a
1: shot of 151 uh, on my waiting to go to the ODST midnight release. (laughs) That didn't go well? No, it was awful. (laughs) I went out on the porch and dry heaved
0: for like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) like it. All right. Uh well that was cool. That was a that branch into a conversation I didn't know I was gonna go to, but that was a damn good time. So that worked. Uh very cool. All right. Let's jump into we got two segments left, so we will do uh our draft first of all. Josh's turn this week, and the order will go Josh, followed by Tyler, followed by Justin, followed by myself, and then back to Josh again. Josh, what is our draft topic this week?
2: board games hell
0: yeah very nice
2: y'all know i'm a huge fan and uh you know that will get you guys's uh monopolies and risk out of the way right yeah <laughs> uh
0: well you get first overall pick so what are you going with
2: So i, I almost just...
0: put risk on i almost did
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i loved risk back in the Same. day um so I got to go with uh, probably the the game I have spent the most time on. I have been playing uh, mostly consistently weekly for, I don't know, four years. Uh, it's going to be Kingdom Death Monster. Uh, it It uh, is kind of an unhealthy obsession to some degree, but uh, just very different from, I mean really any other game in my collection i play it mostly online uh just the people i play with you know but um it's the only uh, feasible way to
1: keep that game going it's so goddamn big
2: yes you need like four tables for it uh but uh it's got a little bit of everything like a civilization manager sort of thing legacy gameplay and it's a boss battler which i really enjoy there will probably be some other boss battlers in in our list here uh between people but um uh just very 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 good it has its it has its issues but uh i think um it opened uh a lot of doors of games that i enjoy later because it kind of started that genre but
0: cool very nice i've never played never played i only did the first mission nice
2: um since it's a legacy game you kind of have to be willing to invest months of time into it uh which might be good might be bad depending on what you're into but uh definitely play some tabletop similar kingdom death
3: uh I'm, i'm down
0: there you go very nice uh tyler what's your first choice
3: uh fucking risk. Alright. Don't do be hating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that was my childhood. That was my childhood board game was risk. And I'm gonna go with that.
0: Alright. Peak fucking great risk peak risk strategy go.
3: I didn't say I was good.
0: What what was you did you have a strategy? Like a go to every time?
3: Try to fortify the countries closer to other, you know, non friendly countries, that's it.
0: Okay. Alright.
3: The
2: the correct answer We're is ready. turtle, Greenland, and Australia.
4: Yep, that is
3: how you
2: win
0: Risk. Uh, i throwing it out there. Uh, that was you my answer too. I go for Australia immediately. I always go yeah. for Australia as long yeah. as your draws are good. Yeah, right. You don't want to be that fool that's off the bat like I'm going to take over Asia. No, you're not. No, you're fucking not. So you're, you're going to spread lose. so thin, yeah, you're and gonna I'm lose just going gonna...
2: to send my wave
0: over and just, right. just crutch <laughs> yep. hell yeah I like Risk that's a damn good pick yeah, uh, Australia
1: and South America as a second
0: yep. yep option there you go hell yeah uh, Justin what's your first pick um you know I gotta throw a zombie side I fucking hate you that was gonna be mine god <laughs> damn it
1: <laughs> and the main reason for it is that was the first game that i got that was really in the like indie realm if you will that captivated me and yeah ryan's bachelor party i was gonna bring that up i brought mine and we played a couple
0: times well one day it rained all day so we just sat inside and played zombie side all day and it was amazing
1: but we did our own custom mission campaign that we designed but we used every single board the game came with yeah. And
0: it went on for like four or five
1: hours before we eventually just got swarmed. Yeah, fuck we yeah. It was too big. There's too much. We couldn't. <laughs> no. It was so much fun.
0: It was a good time. Uh, Yeah, I was going to bring that up. That was going to be my pick because that was what really got me back into it. Um, Like, I never... Like, you had always played, but I had never really cared. And then, yeah, my bachelor party, you brought that, and we played one of that day, it poured all day long. We played all fucking day. And then as soon as we got back to Cedar Rapids, I went out and bought it. Cause it was, and then I found a group of friends from work to play with. God, it was such a good game. Fucking good choice. I'm so pissed like, you stole that. Sorry. Quick
2: tangent that I was at Half-Rise Books uh, yesterday, and they had like five copies of different Zombicides there. So if you're looking for one of the Zombicides or, or
0: variants... Head on over there. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or let me know, and I can head on over there for you. There you go. Um. So I'm gonna go with what my second choice was, um, which is, and I always fuck up the name in this game because it's a weird ass name. Uh, betrayal on haunted hill. Is that what it is? trail in the house on the hill. In the house on the hill, right? Wonderful. Or haunted hill or something whatever. Anyways, uh. I remember getting that game and going to Leif's house and Jeremy was there and our buddy Tom was there too. And we played over and over and over again because every game is different. And that's what I fucking love about it. You never know what you're going to get into. Um, And just the the different games that can come out of the kind of same, well, different uh, generated board and then the different games that you play depending on how things shake out. was so much fun dude it was so cool like uh i remember one where i i got chosen to be the evil guy and i came back as like a poltergeist and every time i died i came back stronger while they were all trying to get out of the house that was fucking fun like there's another one where like there's this black hole swallowing up the house and you have to remove tiles every round while you're trying to escape or whatever so good like it was so much fun uh i wonder if rosa would like that one she might
2: dude for sure i i would say so that one's an incredibly good like party game um and i will say if you don't own it already widow's walk the expansion all it adds is more tiles and more scenarios
0: yeah so it like
2: doubles the content in the game there you go fantastic
0: i i will say we always had a fight over choosing characters because everybody wanted to be Peter Akimoto. If you don't know, Peter Akimoto is a child, and his hobbies are basketball and bugs. And that's what we we remember of Peter Akimoto. We always got to fight over who got to be him, but super solid game. We had a lot of fun with it, so... Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, back to Josh.
2: Okay, so... Uh, I would say the game that got me into, like, the board game hobby is a buddy of mine bought arkham horror second edition uh it is a behemoth of a game and evidently third edition is significantly simpler significantly easier but it is a you like travel around the map trying to close portals and cthulhu type enemies. you know like from the hp lovecraft universe the lovecraftian creatures come out of these portals to kill you And you kind of—it's a—it's a a cooperative game, which is a theme to my list, which is that I really enjoy games that I can play with people without like having them get crushed or me get crushed, you know. And because I think people sometimes have a hard time with uh, competitive games to that degree, so the. One downside, except for that I was in, in high school at the time, is that a game could any be anywhere from two hours to nine hours, just depending on what you got, and just sitting around playing a tough-ass board game for nine hours with your friends in high school uh, was just so much fun. So much fun. It doesn't hit the table much these days, but it every time I play it, it's so nostalgic for me. Oh yeah,
0: very nice. Very cool. Uh I've also never played that one. It's on my list, but I've never played it. So Wait, what was the name of that one?
2: Arkham Horror. It's yeah. specifically second edition. First edition it has some problems that are definitely fixed by second edition. And second edition to third edition are wildly different games. Um it's significantly shorter, significantly easier from what I've heard. So Cool. Um but I I wouldn't necessarily get the expansions for second edition. It it's it's too much. The game is already too much, and then you throw in like all six expansions, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: Uh, Tyler, that's trippy as fuck. It's your turn.
3: Sorry, <laughs> uh, hit the uh, power strip. Oh, okay. Um, I, honestly, the majority of my board games that I enjoy are because of Josh. Um, and my next one's gonna be uh. Hive it's uh it's chess and it's easy to learn and fucking impossible to master at least good at my <laughs> yeah, I love it though it's it's wonderful, simple but complex,
0: nice I've not played that one either. you guys are giving me a bunch of ideas um, za, oh, it's done printing very nice nice yes. cool,
2: yeah, Hive being like uh isometric. Strategy game like Go or chess or whatever. Oh, okay. Really easy to learn. I absolutely am atrocious at it. <laughs> uh,
3: but
1: Tyler built yeah. a pretty cool 3D printed set for himself.
3: I actually made two of them. I made one that was actually like 3D bugs, and then I found one that was more like the original tiles. Like the if I were to purchase the game, like a good person.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, all right. What's
2: it? Oh, there you go. I have the Pocket Edition. Nice. I got it from my Secret Santa in 2019.
1: Nice. Uh, Justin. Um. So, my next one's going to be Pandemic.
0: Very good game. Hell That's yeah. on my list. Yeah. That was
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of the same reason. Got played that after. Um, zombie side, but it's quicker and easier and more inviting. Marissa and I have even played that one a few times. It's been one night I think we did three in a row because we kept losing and she didn't want to end it on a loss.
0: <laughs> so you let her win? Is that what you're saying?
1: So, I mean, as co-op. We were together. Oh,
0: that's right. Pandemic's co-op. That's right. Um, I remember playing pandemic and uh it was me leif jeremy tom we had all drawn our characters randomly uh and then of course there's like the microbiologist the chemist all that shit or whatever and tom tom drew pilot which is arguably probably the best character you can have in the game like the most helpful but i just made fun of him constantly because we're all like went to these ivy league school and are doing shit <laughs> and I'm like, tom's gonna fly his ass back to college so he can actually <laughs> help <laughs> like, uh, i love that game such a good game good choice um all right so mine i'm gonna go with a game that i love and still love to this day and i own it and i don't know why i love it leif introduced it to me back when we were kids i don't think i ever beat him once but he kicked my ass repeatedly but we had a lot of fun playing and that's stratego Hmm. um i've been playing that on my phone lately dude i love that game it is so much fun even though i'm really bad at it like i'm really bad at it uh but uh i don't know we played that game over and over and over and over again when we were younger just me getting my ass kicked on repeat and it was, it's a
1: fantastic it's, game
0: though it's a lot of fun a lot i of
1: remember fun. i owned it and um i had it at my mom's and she would play but obviously didn't stand a chance and so it was mostly me just schooling my mom in different ways and her go. being a good sport about <laughs> it
0: very nice <laughs> uh yeah so my second pick is stratego josh so there's a lot of
2: games that are on my list. Uh, So it makes it really hard to pick a third one. Um, Pandemic was probably going to be my third had it not been picked. But uh, I really have enjoyed it's kind of like a casual game and one that's really easy to get people in who are not into board games, really, is Quacks of Quindlinburg. It is a... a an engine building type game so and a draw bag game so what you do is you use your resources it's a press your luck sort of thing so you try to uh, draw tokens without drawing too many of the bad ones in which case you gotta lose the turn but uh then you use those resources to buy more resources that will affect your bag and change your stats and odds and uh they kind of work in interesting ways so like if you have more of one type than the person to your right then maybe you you get something or every time you play you know a certain color then it will like double its power uh each time and it makes the game uh very different every time you play it and everyone's got their own strategy and you don't really know who's got the best strategy until the end when somebody wins I think um, it is
1: a game that's more fun with more than two people. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And my. There... What's that? Is it. this the potion four matching four four game? Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That... Yeah, that game is fucking awesome. I've only played it once, but yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's good at three player, uh, but it's great at four player. Four player is like where it is really dicey because. Uh, you know you're fighting over resources, and you know you're like looking at other people's boards, and you're like, oh, they've got more than me, but like I I need to win, so I'm gonna press my luck just a little bit more to like try to eke out just a couple more points, and so you do, that yeah, you probably shouldn't because there's more people to compete with, um, but it's it's easy enough that I can teach it to anyone and it's complex enough that I'm not instantly bored because it is too easy. Um, So just an incredibly good game.
0: Hell yeah. Very cool. Very nice. That's Uh, one that
1: we could even get and play with the family on holidays, Ryan.
0: Oh, really? There you
2: go. There's a a couple of colors of tiles that you would maybe want to pick specifically because some of them are pretty complicated but uh, there's a, a recommended starter tiles for like people learning
0: the game. But Okay. There you go. Uh, Tyler, final pick.
3: Well, honestly, uh, because it's so portable and also um, accessible, Settlers of Catan. Simple fun. Even my kids can play it.
1: Um, Fantastic game. I, mm-hmm.
0: I feel like this wouldn't be a guest episode with Tyler joining us without him and I having some sort of a major disagreement. (laughs) Settlers of Catan is the worst fucking board game ever made. It is so goddamn boring. It is so boring. I can't handle it. I can't do it. So there's our disagreement of the day.
3: (laughs) How how did it hurt you? Because that was a strong reaction.
0: (laughs) I remember I played once and I was so fucking bored the entire time i'm like this isn't even fun why are we playing this i don't give a shit how much lumber you have let's fucking move on with our lives
3: this is so boring um, it's a game of capitalism all right i,
0: I yeah. feel like josh to go get like his copy of settlers or something no
3: no that's over there okay. i was gonna
2: get i have a uh 1980s educational board game called pollution about how uh like factories create pollution and it affects like global warming uh so your uh your theory that Katana is the most boring game in the world uh is not right false just in the games i own
0: uh <laughs> it's fucking terrible oh i can't stand that game
3: you're wrong um, but that's fair that's fair.
1: I, I wouldn't like games that i absolutely suck at either
0: I don't even care if I do suck. It's so fucking boring. I don't care. I just I checked out mentally. I didn't give a shit about any of it.
2: I have played maybe fifty games of Settlers of Catan, and I have won exactly two games of <laughs> Settlers of Catan. I am dog shit at that game. Still enjoy it. Uh... To be
0: to be fair, I think I've played about fifty games of Stratego with Leif. And I've won exactly (laughs) zero games of (laughs) Stringo against Lave. You really don't think you've ever won? I don't know if I did, dude. I was trying to rack my brain because I remember getting upset a few times because I just couldn't win. I just couldn't win. I'm going to text him, and I'm going to ask him. uh, Justin, what's yours? (laughs) Is this the final one? Yeah, last pick. All right, then. Man.
1: There's so many good ones,
0: right? Yeah, well, I'm just going to go with Secret Hitler. Very good choice. You introduced me to that game, too. That was a damn good time.
1: Any, I don't think I've introduced that to someone and they didn't have a good time. Like We've even played with Marissa's... I think her grandparents? Her grandpa? I don't know that he fully understood or liked the lying piece of it, but... so almost always a good time
4: um
2: we've gotten so much out of your copy yes uh,
0: <laughs> yes um i think uh i bought that game but cuz we used to have friends here and do game nights but uh now we don't and i can't wait to move anyways uh so <laughs> are you moving? I yeah eventually we're getting there someday so probably like a year and a half out so we got a ways to go but um anyways uh i remember buying that game because we had just played it at christmas i was like oh this would be a really good game nobody liked it and i'm like why why do i hang out with any of you fuck all of you nobody nobody had fun nobody (laughs) enjoyed it wow like come on this game's awesome um all right so it's good choice solid choice uh, my final game is, uh, Leif, by the way, Leif just texted me back and he said, I don't recall the time that you did. So I don't think I ever did him. <laughs> Damn.
1: He didn't uh, even try to give you one for memory. Right. <laughs> yeah, man, you, uh, you totally beat me that, that one
0: time. Do you remember that one time?
1: That one time.
0: Uh, okay. So mine, I got a question. Uh, can I cheat just a little bit in that this game doesn't necessarily have a board? Can I cheat a little I mean,
2: bit? I mean, Hive doesn't have a board either.
0: Okay, cool. So, uh, Sheriff of Nottingham, uh, very good. I have never laughed so hard in my life playing a game. Uh, we had so much fucking fun. Uh, for those who don't know, you're trying to, uh, sneak in contraband past the sheriff i guess you don't have to you can play it legitimate the whole time but the sheriff has the option of checking your bags or not checking your bags so he can catch you with contraband and let me tell you dude like one time leif was so far behind he was never gonna win like and it was like the last turn and he (laughs) took all do you have five or six cards i can't remember it might be six cards you start with he took all six of his cards and he put them in the bag and he slid across the table to me and he's like, six apples. <laughs> we <laughs> left so fucking hard. And the whole thing was filled with like crossbows and shit. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's such a good game. So, um, <laughs> Sheriff of Nottingham, very good. Just like a chill party game. Nothing too crazy. It's but. like
1: that. What was that old. Like, in the same as, like, Phase 10 and Uno, but there was a game that was basically the same thing back in the day.
0: I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it. Maybe it was just regular cards. There
2: was a card game called Bullshit. Yeah, 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 Bullshit. At least don't play that. Yeah, my family plays that as, like, a drinking game, and uh, it's so much fun. Uh, For those of you who have not played the card game, you're essentially working your way up the in, in numbers so ace two three four five six seven 2 3 4 5 6 7 and so you put your card down that you know cuz it has to go in order so you have to play a four but they're all face down yeah but they're all face down and so you put out a card and yep two fours uh and then the next person or anyone can call bullshit but if it is actually yeah. the numbers you called uh then they have to take the entirety of the pile and uh, it's, it's so good. It's one of, one of my favorite, you know, card games, for sure. Def-
0: definitely similar to Sheriff Nottingham, for sure. What god damn, I just remember it laughing so fucking hard I couldn't breathe, and that's why I love that show, or that game. Good fucking times. Good times. Uh, alright, so that wraps up our draft. Quick recap, Josh, what are your three?
2: Uh, mine were Kingdom Death, uh, Arkham Horror
4: 2nd Edition, and Quacks of Quinlanburg.
0: Very nice. Tyler?
4: We
3: can't
0: hear you, buddy. Yeah, you're muted.
3: <laughs> Alright, Risk, Hive, um, Settlers of Catan, and uh, Pandemic, which I didn't uh, get, I believe.
0: Yeah, Justin stole it. Uh, Justin, what are you three? <laughs> I believe. Uh,
1: Zombie Side, Pandemic, and Secret Hitler. But I had Horrified Dungeon Mayhem and Sequence on my list. Oh nice. Sorry. Dungeon Mayhem's really good too. Dungeon Mayhem's fantastic card game. You uh, bought that, I didn't you, Sh- Ryan?
0: Oh no, I got it for well, you for a gift. Yeah, you did. Yep. Yeah, very good. Um I had Sheriff Nottingham, Stratico, and Betrayal on House on Haunted Hill or whatever the fuck it's called. Um I will have to say Betrayal the after... on Hill. On the Hill. But, okay, sure. We'll go with that. Uh so I will have to say, after going through all this, I normally I'd like to say I want Justin has the superior list in this one. <laughs> I think Justin, Justin is the winner here. Uh, all those games are fucking incredible. So uh, I'm, I'm going to name Justin the winner. I don't know if you guys agree. It's definitely not Tyler. He's disqualified off Settlers alone. So um...
2: uh, Settlers has sold more games that I think all of the rest of the games we listed combined. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe, maybe not Risk. I was going to say Risk? Risk is pretty huge, but
1: uh... I, speaking of that Settlers of Catan that I'm um, I just bought the 3D printed pieces and I painted them as a wedding gift for a friend. And uh, someone else in Torn asked me a About that. And so I sent him the pictures of it. And he's like, dude, I'll give you a a hundred, I think, hundred bucks, maybe more to do that for me. And I looked and, like, you can't find those pieces printed for the 30 bucks that I bought them for when I did. Right. So now it's like, do I really want to spend the time printing those out? (laughs) (laughs) Lifting,
0: yes. (laughs) Oh, very nice. Alright, uh we're gonna run a little bit late here, so we'll do a very fast pick of the week and then we will get out of here. Justin, kick us off.
1: Um, so I won't go into all of them, but I gotta throw the hijack silo at Invasion. All Apple TV shows. Um Marissa and I watched all three of them in the course of like a week.
0: Yeah, you went you went through Silo fast.
1: Um Invasion, uh I mean obviously earth is invaded but it's just fantastic fantastic characters silo um has some
0: Rebecca Ferguson Yeah
1: I was thinking more of the, like the genre Common. vibes Oh I get that.
0: uh I don't know if you can like, say it without spoilers but Yeah fair Yeah fair Mystery it's a mystery we'll say that Yeah thriller mystery thriller
1: Fantastic. And then hijack Idris Elba. He's on a plane that gets hijacked. And I think all the episodes are them in this plane. So there's only three out. The fourth comes out on Wednesday. Wednesday, I think. Yeah. But absolutely fantastic.
2: I checked out you had me sold at Idris Elba. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I'm saying, honestly.
1: Hell yeah. It's crazy. He's going to be in the Cyberpunk expansion. Right. He's like that mm-hmm.
0: main character, and yep, that's awesome. Hell yeah! All right, good choices. Uh, Tyler, what do you got?
3: Um, I've only watched two episodes so far. The first one was a real banger. Second one, not so much. But the new season of Black Mirror is out. Ooh, so, yeah. First episode just cranks up the it, it. If you've ever seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, yeah, will kind of just steamrolls into more and more crazy shit. That's what that episode does nice. and it was a wonderful opener to the season. Can't wait to watch the rest. But yeah, Black Mirror.
1: That did. that was a good season. We watched it. Cool, very
0: cool. Uh Josh.
2: Uh so I went back and I reread The Black Prism by Brent Weeks. Ooh, yeah. Uh and I had only read the first book. I cuz the the other ones in the series, I think there's Four or five books now, um, I hadn't think, been released yet. At...
0: Yeah, five. Five is the last one, right? It's done, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's right.
4: No um, Can you confirm?
0: I
1: have only read two or three of them. Oh, I okay. Finish right. the rest, but I'm going to okay. graphic audio. Them. There you go.
2: That's 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 what I'm doing. When I say read, I mean I'm listening to the graphic audio version. Same so difference. Uh, so I finished the Black Prism, which is. Still a fabulous book, uh, but I'm also halfway done with The Blinding Knife, the second book in that series, and still the graphic audio version, and uh, just very, very interesting world. I like the characters and like the character development that's going on. Uh, One interesting thing about this fantasy series, as opposed to a lot of fantasy series that I've read, is I have zero clue where we're going at any at any point. I have no idea where we're gonna end up, how we're gonna get there uh you know there's some some ideas I've got, and sometimes we end up in the neighborhood but by and large uh it's not even that like you know you you know something's happening, you just don't know how it's going to get there like I legitimately have no idea what's going to happen in this book, like uh there's so much character development, there's so much like plot, there's so many like. Characters have real flaws and strengths that um, it feels very real for being in a fantasy magic world, you know? Uh, But uh, just very, very good. All of Brent Weeks books are amazing. So my pick of the week, although technically I was going to say the Black Prism, uh, Brent Weeks. Brent Weeks is my pick of the week. (laughs) Uh, Go back and read the, uh, what is it? The Night Angel trilogy? Uh, Yeah. You book
0: four just came out. Of the Night Age? I I
2: had no idea there was a book
0: four. Yeah, it. you I, just rewrote it. They starting a new trilogy.
2: At uh I, I have my, to reread it. My yeah, free I've... time is plummeting yeah. as you speak. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. but uh April twenty
4: fifth. Yep. Um well Well Go ahead. That's I'm my gonna... pick of the
1: that's my pick of the
2: week. Right. Brent Weeks and specifically the Lightbringer tri- uh series. I don't know what five books are called. Not a trilogy, uh
0: quadrilogy. Yeah, quadrilogy. I was trying to figure out what it was. Um Alright, so my pick of the week, I know I said Final Fantasy sixteen. I'm gonna have two though because we haven't recorded in forever. Uh Josh, question for you. Have you started Joanne McCrombie yet? So, uh, the book called The Heroes, which is book five of his, which I just finished, incredible, man. Like, Brandon Sanderson is my favorite author, and Joe Abercrombie is just slowly creeping up there. Like, I don't know if he's going to surpass him, but goddamn. Uh, So, The Heroes, it's a standalone book set in his world. So, a lot of the side characters from the original trilogy are in this one. But... The entire book takes place over the course of four days and this one giant battle. The whole entire book. Um, And it's very good. The thing I love about him, especially with this book, there's no good guys and there's no bad guys. It's just this side versus this side. You don't even really know why they're fighting, but it just, just fucking... And he has POV from both sides. And one of the things I love about it when he describes the battle scenes, right? So he'll have a character on one side, and it'll be his POV, and he's fighting one of the main characters from the other side, but they never use that person's name. Because the, the person whose POV you're following doesn't know who it is, has no idea. But you can tell through, like, descriptive of what weapon or what they're wearing is you know who it is. And that's hmm. so fucking cool. I love that. Uh, I another, another thing I love is... He wrote this, it was one whole chapter, and he wrote a battle scene in a way I've never seen it done before, and it was fucking amazing. So, like, in any other, like, Two Towers, any Lord of the Rings, right, you'll have shifting point of views between the heroes, right, like of, like, a lost Aragorn, whatever the case may be, right? Yep. So, in this one, so the chapter starts off, and it follows this kind of, like, nameless squire, like, they give him a name or whatever, the battle starts at some point he takes a spear through the throat from a guy on the other side, the POV switches to the guy with the spear and it follows him for a while until he takes an arrow to the gut and dies. Then the POV switches to the archer that shot him. And then it follows him for a while until he gets stabbed through the back with the sword. Then the POV switches to the guy with the sword. Like it was so fucking Uh. cool, dude. It was awesome. (laughs) Like I've never read anything like that before. But it was such a cool way to, like, spell out this whole, like, skirmish as part of this giant battle of just switching point of views of who killed who. It was awesome, dude. It sounds um, dope. Yeah.
1: That sounds cool. Dude, it yeah. was
0: really cool. I'm telling you, man, you guys, like, when you get through Lightbringer, you gotta start with Amberkambi, dude. I got Leif starting on it. Uh, He's just about done with book one, the blade itself, and he's really liking it so far. Um... But, man, Amber dude, he's, he's up there as one of my favorite authors of all time, for sure. Very good. So, definitely check that out. Um, that wraps up my pick of the week. That wraps up everybody's pick of the week. That also wraps up the entire episode. We made it through another one, boys. Um, just a quick heads up. Uh, I will be on vacation next week, so I will not be here to record uh, Nerds in Space, so I believe uh, Justin, Josh, Adam, and possibly Tyler as well are going to stream a game, depending on what they pick, Um, so we'll still have some stuff going on Monday night, but it will not be Nerds in Space, we'll pick that up the following week when I get back, Um, and yeah, we'll go from there, so. Uh thank you everybody for tuning in. Very much appreciate it. Very good episode, boys. This was a fun one. I liked this Pretty one. Sure. This it was a good, a good one. one. Hell yeah. Uh, Thanks for joining right. us, Tyler. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Alright. That it that's it boys. Uh bye Twitch. Bye. bye.